welcome to the Mad Trio podcast. This week we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man, Stevens. Hello. Direct from the edge of the podcasting fringe. It's the Rob Charney. <laughs> I love show. that doing this to him. Rob, the old guy. <laughs> and unfortunately, we're missing our the quad and our, our quadrilogy. The quad and our trilo- yeah, tril- the, trilogy. What the. Well, there was the Alien Quadrilogy. Uh, okay. So talk about scary things, I guess. This is the r- real bad transition. A man at Disney World uh, was caught using a stolen iPad meant for employees to skip lines, police say. Yeah, I read about this guy. So, yeah. by the way. Okay, I lost part of that. All I got was a stolen iPod, uh, iPad meant for what? So a man at Disney World was caught using a stolen iPad meant for employees to skip Ride lines, police say. So, where did you get one of those? So, well, that's the question. It's one of the uh, iPads that's issued to an employee that has an employee app only on it. And uh, so he was able to make reservations. He was taking groups of people. I'm losing my voice. Excuse me. Sorry about that. He was taking groups of people on tours and being able to cut the line by making reservations and things on it. And it was not a uh, really good thing. And anyway, so he got arrested. A man visiting Disney World this summer was caught using a stolen technology to give unauthorized tourists skip attraction lines report from Orange County Sheriff's Office. Around 4 p.m. on June 4th, officers visit Disney Hollywood Studios theme park to investigate an incident of trespassers and unauthorized use of a Disney device, according to reports which were viewed by Insider. Uh, By the way, I think that's hilarious. Instead of the old bit of... Hey, Bob, would you sit in this wheelchair and just say you're handicapped? He just went straight to the fuck it. Let me steal this. Yeah, right. right wow. to take the iPad. And now that, and that the world knows that there's a app that Disney uses, that's going to be the next best thing to get. Oh, let me have that Disney app. Didn't, did, did it say, the, the, the thing that I'm curious about, it said iPad, and there's no way to sideload stuff. So it means it's actually out there in the wild on the App Store. That's my understanding. Um. You see, the funniest thing is people faked a handicap. You know, I would just bring a real handicapped person. But um. Yeah, I found it funny. I, I was at Disneyland uh, a while back, and there was some guy in a wheelchair, and it was one of those crappy ones, the ones that you can buy at, like, a thrift store. <laughs> and they made him sit in the regular line. <laughs> and then I show up in my actual wheelchair that is mine, and they take me around the back and get me through the cut through half the line <laughs> to get on the right. Looking at me like, where's so he going? How, how, <laughs> I'm like, how old was they the know person? Difference. Did the person look young or old? Oh, he was uh, probably late teens, maybe early twenties. Oh, I bet they, they knew it. I bet if, I bet if the guy yeah. was, I bet if the, he was close to like, closer to my dad's age or older, I guarantee they would have been like, okay, this guy, this is a Disney one. This guy, this guy needs the assistance. Like they're, they're an 18 year old, you know, the employees are like, let's fuck with this dude. I think it's, they could just tell the difference in the chairs. I'm sure they can. Let's hope that's the case because, uh, otherwise if he was truly handicapped and they did something like that, looks like a pretty good lawsuit for me. Yeah. So whatever, you know, it's like I said nothing and just followed the employees. Just kind of waved at him as I went by. You know, I didn't say anything to him. Just like I'm going this way. Yeah. <laughs> the the man said yes, according to the report, and handed over the iPad. When asked by the officers, he told law enforcement, 
that he was given the iPad by the owner of the company. He said he works for a class. <laughs> oh, a, a class, class is the name of the company. wasn't yeah. aware that it was stolen, reports say. Dun, dun, dun. Disney investigators told the officer that he had an encounter with a man before accounting reported. He didn't share any details. <laughs> I love the fact that not only are there Disney cops, but there's Disney dicks. I, I, I love the fact that there's, do you think they have a little Renicop badge? It has a little Mickey doing the. So the, uh, the officer that initially called in the law enforcement uh, to come and arrest this guy is actually an off-duty police officer with that particular department. Hmm. So, but they said Disney investigators, though. But does that mean he's a Disney I, detective? They, uh, I, I guess I guess they are hiring off-duty law enforcement for okay. that. See that because my imagination. Oh, I'm sure they are. My You're thinking of Keystone Cops. I am. You know, That's a hundred percent what I'm thinking about. Or he's wearing like the the, the 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 trench coat with the hat. You know, like the Eddie Valiant from Who Framed Robert Roger Rabbit. Yeah. So I, oh, I think that's hilarious. I got a segue for Jessica Rabbit. Yes. Did I, you read that one too? No. Where I didn't. they're going to be, they're redesigning her outfit. So they turn her clothes. Are they, I'm assuming they're turning down her sexuality. Uh, apparently. Yeah. But, they're finding it. That yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that it's too risque, sexually oriented. And that apparently, a number of women are complaining about a cartoon character. Hello, McFly. <laughs> so. Let's set the Wayback Machine to sometime in the early 90s when that movie came out, or early eight, late 80s. That was the character, ladies and gentlemen, and I quote, I'm not bad, I was just drawn that, that way. way. So, so, yeah, it's, it's. Uh, I guess they use a character at a couple of the rides. Anyway, standing out there, you know, the way Disney does that, might be a Mickey Mouse, might be any, might be a, you know, Jessica Rabbit. And uh, it's, it's not like she's sitting there with her pixels hanging. Out. I, I don't understand it. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, they're they're going to redo her. <laughs> I wish I could do a, a Roger Rabbit impression. Please, <laughs> um, you know what? Whatever. I mean, I, I I'm kind of a purist of the source of material. I was a kid when I saw it, so it's probably why it kind of like this is stupid. I guess the question is: Was it a younger or older women that complained? I. Don't have I any details. See, I don't think there were any details put out who was actually complaining and how many Disney be, actually got. I, I would, but in this year of this this time of woke, all right, that's that's what it's about. I could see I could see it being more yeah. younger women because to, to be completely honest, I don't know a lot of older women who actually give a shit. I mean, literally, like, okay, it's a car, you know, it's a cartoon character. That's you know, they might say it's stupid, but whatever. You know, their pixels aren't hanging out, so what's the big deal? And I don't know. But hey, if Disney feels like they've got to do it, they got to do it. I mean, the only thing I'm going to be pissed about if they modify the, the the actual animation of the movie. That's the only thing that would make me up in arms. So I don't think the three of us are uh, have the ability to make a discussion on this thing. We need. Maybe Melanie should come out and make a comment about this show, about about this whole thing with so as, Jessica Rabbit. As, as a person who is a movie reviewer for many years, I can definitely say I'm not a fan of when people modify original source material and not make the original not available. Like George Lucas. The special editions are fun. But the original, I want an original restored version of Star Wars. I want you compare apples to oranges. That's the only thing I'm going to say. And Disney can do whatever they want. It's their IP. It's their property. Whether I agree with it or not is completely separate from the fact that they can do whatever they want. And the marketplace will dictate whether that was good or bad. But Disney is... Mm. 
Disney's incredible, and Disney has to be to some degree. In these days and age, they have to be incredibly careful. Incredibly careful. Of course they do. So I'm, I'm so, not surprised. Yeah. It, realistically, my and this is going to sound stupid, but if they if they do something that matches the character, then then I'm cool. I mean, if if they don't have her pixel showing as much, big deal. But if you know if she's in like a Kevin Smith baseball jersey, mm, that okay that that that's going to annoy me just because that's not. That's not the realm of that character. I, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think they've actually done anything yet, but they're, they're, they're definitely doing something. So we'll have to have a, somebody <coughs> report to us that, hey, this is what they're doing. We don't, I don't know firsthand about it yet. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I know that'll be curious and talk about Disney. And I didn't actually We're know. We're doing a Disney show? This is a well, Disney Muppets special. Kind of seems like yeah, it. it does, I, well, because it? I, it's I, John. We should have known. You know, he's on this, never mind. Never mind. Well, a, I, well for one, well, the, just read the headline. There's a reason why. Muppets Haunted Mansion special looks to celebrate Ed Asner's surprising cameo. Because A, I'm a giant fan of the Muppets. And B, I fucking love the Haunted Mansion as a kid. I don't know why, because if you reflect on what the ride's about, it's kind of a little odd. Um, but the Muppets Haunted Mansion Hollywood special will feature the much-loved actor and one of his final on-screen roles. Disney has re- uh, revealed a first look at the postpartum post postpartum. Yeah, wrong. I it can't has nothing to do with preg- pregnancy and afterbirth experiences. Yeah. Appearance by Ed Asner, upcoming Muppets, <laughs> Muppets Haunted Haunted Mansion, which arrives in Disney Plus next month. And many guests star to make cameo in the spooky offering. This will be one of the last on-screen appearances of uh, Asner. I a I think that's cool. Disney and the Haunted Mansion mix, should it be a thousand times better than the Eddie Murphy one, which was a, a complete abysmal and a box office failure. And Ed Hasner, even if it's a small cameo, I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And also next, cool. also next month, James brought it up, you should be able to see Dune and the new Ghostbusters on HBO Max if there's something you pay for. Um, I never really liked any of the Muppets movies. Just saying. I really like um, the Christmas Carol was really well done. Um, the the straight, just the, mm-hmm. the, I like those ones. I'm not a fan of like the, some of them I don't like, but in generally the newer ones I'm, I'm, I I like. But the Christmas Carol I really dug. That one's a fun one. We watched that one in the Disney one, I think almost every year. Yeah, I was just never a fan of the Muppets ones. Oh, I can see it. I, I can totally see it. it. Surprisingly, it amazed me to the fact that Disney owns the Muppets, not Jim Hansen. Mm. But he, the, mm. Disney owns the rights to it. That's because Disney owns all of entertainment. Slowly and slowly, they're accumulating everything. Talk about accumulating everything. Disney's trying to buy, uh, not Disney, uh, Microsoft's trying to buy Take-Two Interactive. along with, And they already own Bethesda. Those would be two of the top-tier A. Uh, triple-A uh, title manufacturers for as far as video games. So we'll see if that'll happen. Because last time I heard um, Xbox, uh, they were... I may be a little wrong on this, but at least for a little while, uh, the next Elder Scrolls will be an Xbox exclusive, if not a permanent exclusive. Yeah, I heard that. I'm excited for it, but it's one of those that seems like it takes a while. I want to. I, I can't wait, and I know the next one they're coming out. I don't remember the title, but that one's going to be a purely exclusive, and apparently that pissed off a lot of the PlayStation guys. Which I can't, I can't blame you because you know you're buying consoles based on the titles, really. Yeah, 
But I mean, basically, like all the all the school games have mostly just been PC and Xbox releases first, and then they slowly go towards the other platforms. As far yeah. as I've always seen. No, it's true. Yeah. Um, uh, Oblivion was a uh, PC first, and then Xbox. It's one of the reasons I had that really weird menu structure. Skyrim was the first one that was really, I think, designed for console forward. Yeah. So do you do you have anything? I can and keep that, going, Dad. Keep going. Well, sorry, what were you he saying? He was waiting for you to do more Disney stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, have you guys ever heard of the Clipper, the airplane with the that had floats way back in the day? You know. So Lockheed Martin's C-130 Super J Hercules aircraft is not just the workforce for the military, but also a super achiever in its career that has spanned over two decades. This aircraft landed in the Arctic on the highest airstrip, and even an aircraft carrier carrying out two med... Uh, carrying what does an AC-130 or an uh, C-130 have to do with uh, the, the Pacific Clipper back from the 40s and 50s? The U.S. Air Force MC-130 seaplane is finally in the works. They're, okay. They're making a seaplane out of a C one thirty out of a C one thirty, which has to be besides the Spruce Goose has to be one of the world's largest seaplanes. Probably. I mean, it's not like yeah. a, you know, I, I guess the picture looks ridiculous if you see what it looks like. <laughs> so that looks like a uh, a C one thirty sitting on a barge. Yeah, it's, that's that, all that picture is. That's somebody could have done a better job in Photoshop of that. That, that's, it's, uh, so if you go to, it's interesting engineering. Um, if you go to the interesting SHT page, um, if you actually look for it, it's the picture of emoji, if, uh, a poo emoji, if I remember correctly, I'll link it. Um, but it's an interesting article talking about, you know, how I guess seaplanes are the new in thing. The so. new in thing. All right. Well, okay. I just hope, <laughs> I just hope, that'll the, be good. I just hope the pilots of that float plane aren't as big a jerk as the other one that I, I ran into way back in the day. Eh? Yeah. Well, it's a boot time. Well, they'd be nice. We won't be talking about Canadian float plane pilots. They're, they we well, can't okay. lump them all together. They can't all be as bad as the few we ran into. That's true, eh? Can't be. All so, right. Speaking of A and all that crap. A. Um, what do you think of North Korea making more threats at us now? It's the, you hear about that one, Rob? But they do that every time there's a new president, and that's just kind of... well. This one's most recent one is that um, we're going to help out Australia with some nuclear-powered submarines. Well, we've got the French kind of pissed off about that one as well, you know. They, yeah, they, they <laughs> denounced us as well. They're like, this is terrible, but, you know, the French, we just look at them and they surrender. It's because um, it was North their, Korea it's it was their arms threat. deal. We, we, well, the reason why is you at least got to say is because they had an arms deal for some diesel subs. The United States kind of slipped in the tip and said, hey, how about some nuclear subs? Yeah. And we slipped, we slid in the DMs and uh, took yeah. over the deal. Yeah. I, I think we'll see time that uh, that'll all work out. I think right now everybody's, the French want to take their toys and go home. So. Well, anyway. they're diesel electric submarines. So. The, the, the French, uh, yes, yeah. they were trying to get the Australia yeah. to buy some diesel electrics, and Australia decided they needed some nuclears. Do you know what surprised so, me yeah. out of this whole uh, article? You know, I'd go with those, too. I'd be like, I'll take those over the diesel electrics. Yeah. <laughs> that was the part that surprised me the most, is that there's there's first world countries that have diesel submarines. Because I've, I've heard stories of some sand countries and some poor countries buying diesel submarines. 
but the fact that there's like there's modern diesel subs really surprised the hell out of me um and I well, you haven't been following weapons and what's no. been going on then, because actually the the diesel electrics are known to be the quietest, and they're laterial, so they're you know they're designed to be more in coastal waters. But they don't have the they don't have the range. Tra- traditionally, they don't have the range and the ability to generate their own oxygen. Well, that sure. which, which nuclear submarines generate yeah. their own oxygen must be in the process of things. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's bad. They're as bad as World War II subs. Um, I've read a number of World War II like. No, they're they're types. little slightly upgraded from that, John. I, I mean, just with, like the battery technology and the, like that stuff. Because yeah. one of the books I read was talking about how the the batteries, whatever the batteries were made of, they reacted very poorly to water. So it was one of the things that they had to do the mad dash to make sure that the batteries were protected. And that was one of the upper upgrades. And I don't know how much this is true. So it's mileage may vary that one of the upgrades was protecting the batteries better, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, oh. And do you think if they use lithium ion, do they think, you know, if it, uh, like the batteries explode, do they like the, the, the new, the, the Dodge uh, Volt, the Chevy Volt. Chevy Volt. Did you hear about that? They recalled all, all of, of them. them. Every single last one. And my favorite part of the description, please keep the car away 30 feet from everything that can ignite. <laughs> well, you know, live and learn, <laughs> live and learn. <laughs> I don't, after my, after my dealings with Chevy, I kind of wish I bought the Volt. Maybe they would have actually helped me. Hmm. Only if their hand is force, kind of like this electric car fiasco that they're running into. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing like the Samsung of cars. You know, talking about <laughs> automo, uh, automakers, good segue into it. I've got, uh, I've got this list. I'm back on my list rant of about approximately 21 items of uh, automakers that are, are making other things. Well, well, Rob, uh, well, Rob teases us with the, with the automakers who are tease. making other things. I think you need to listen to this thing, the most excellent sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Audacity. The gamer dignity is overrated. Go to O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. That's O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. Pick up a card game from this website or selected stores. That's Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. And you know what? We have special. I announced it last week. If you go to their website after after you go everything, type in the the coupon code MADTRIO, all one word, all uppercase. You get ten percent ten percent off your ten uh, percent off of your order, and that's the gift from us and them. Or you know what I'm saying? Just save ten percent on an amazing card game. Also, listen to episode 100 when we had Miss Audacity herself on there, and we played some of the games. So you can really check it out. And now back to the show. So, you know, automobile manufacturers have been making different things and different products for for a lot of years. It goes back to the beginning in time. But I just kind of went through a list of some of the major manufacturers and what they're doing, some of it that they're doing actually today. An example, I'll give you, I'll give an example. Did you know Toyota makes houses? (laughs) (laughs) So it builds the 21st century comfort and luxury house in Japan. Uh, these auto, uh, they've been dabbling in the housing market uh, since 1975. Is this like a, one of those tilt-up insta-homes? I, I, they're prefab, okay. prefab houses. 1975, huh? Yeah. So I hadn't really heard about this because it's mostly in Japan. Now, I guess it's all in That's Japan. That's almost 50 years. 
Yeah. They make uh, three different types of prefabbed houses, and they take as little as 45 days to build. I bet that was pre-pandemic and supply problems. But the beauty is they come with a 60-day warranty, a 60-day, 60-year warranty. I was thinking cars, you know, 60 days, that's it, you're out of here, goodbye. That's like some of those, I was going to say, that's like some of those muscle cars back in the day. You pull a lot, pull a lot, you had 60 days and that's it. That was it, yeah, no, 60-year warranty. Well, I want to know what the warranty covers. (laughs) Well, I'll let you look. That could be really badass, that could be badass. (laughs) Not bad, huh? 60-year warranty, I mean, that's more uh, than the customer. Hopefully, the company's been around. Yeah. Hopefully it's better than the like mattress warranties. So anyway, with that said, did the, another thing that Toyota makes is speedboats. That I, I, I could see. It's not that much of a difference between a car. Yeah. So anyway, they make speedboats as well. I didn't realize that, but they make a, they use a number of their speedboats use the Land Cruiser engine in it, which hmm. is interesting. 740 house, horsepower per engine. So that could get up there and going so you know if you really are into a brand i guess you could get toyota and you could buy your house and and a speedboat and you're all set i bet you get a package where they include a pier (laughs) probably so what do you think bmw is also made i thought this one was kind of interesting bikinis Uh, chocolate so starting well i got another manufacturer that food might be a part of uh, BMW is making a bobsled for the U.S. Olympic team for the Winter Olympics. For the U.S.? Yeah, huh. for the U.S. Olympic I'm, team. I'm kind of surprised it's not for the Germans. Well, I mean, you know, they make cars over here as well, so they're making a bobsled, I guess because of their experience in wind tunnels and aerodynamic features on their cars. I bet when it breaks, it takes six weeks and hundred thousand dollars to get it it probably together. has the <laughs> it, it probably has the 60 day warranty on it as well right <laughs> you know what they say about germans and over engineering yeah no kidding huh so we'll see on that one that's it fiat everybody know fiat you know what they've been yeah. they've been there but they have actually run an italian newspaper since 1926 it's the largest newspaper huh. in italy I can I can believe it from Fiat. Nobody in America has heard of their cars. Well, I don't know. That's not true. But but it is not a popular known. Have you seen the Fiat Five Hundred? That's 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 a single driver car because it takes one American. (laughs) And that's not a statement how small the car is. It's a statement how big Americans are. So talking about your famous Chevy, if we're going to talk about GM, we'll talk about GM for a bit here. GM is known for building all kinds of stuff. I mean, the list of stuff could go on and on and, and on. And some of them build. even work. Well, you know, one of their big things is uh, trains. So, you know, okay. they purchased the Cleveland Electromotive Company, EMC, and are producing diesel electric trains for a lot of years. Hmm. So diesel trains is a big thing. electric. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Most trains today are just that, diesel-electric. It's actually, they're being pulled yeah. by electric engines, and they run the diesels to generate the, the electricity. So, yeah. But, you know, they well, also made, like, uh, other things that include uh, the M18 Hellcat tank. <laughs> Did we lose James? No, that's... No, uh, that's thing. Oh. That's, Ryan's on the phone Ryan's on the phone. We got somebody calling in. Yeah, so the, the problem is I uh, had to switch to James. So I don't uh, know how I do both. Well, I don't think you can. 
So hold on, let me try uh, something. You want to try to call me back on yeah, Facebook I'll do, again? I'll, I'll do that. Hold hey, on. We're going to interrupt the whole dang show because this guy's calling in. Yeah, I mean, just Ryan. I mean, what's he hearing? He's listening to us talk about. Never mind. Better, better than. I quit. I'm done. Is it, is it is it too late to call and check in with my favorite podcast? Hey, you know we already we already had one screwed up show. We might as well have another. Hey, there we go. It's done. Good. <laughs> Let's see what happens. James started out one talking about mm, your most recent pickup, and we decided that maybe we shouldn't air it. There you are talking about the most recent what? Well, your 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 pickup and delivery of a famous. Oh person. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, yeah. No, I mean something I'll probably talk about like like later on or something. Yeah, it's but, probably a good uh, idea. That's why we decided to start the show over I, and not I, lead I, with that. I, now that now that Ryan is on the job and he has a rather unique unique job, I had a question: What is the limitation? What can are you allowed to talk about anything, or is there actually like hip, or is there like HIPAA violations for talking about customers? Um, I mean, there could be certain things of. Um, you know, just personal information. Obviously, I can't give out. Uh, you know, obviously, you know. Well, that's social that's, security numbers. You know, things like that. Or, or I really wouldn't. So if I'm talking about a specific person with a name, I wouldn't give any information as far as what somebody's arranging or things like that. Well, that's. Um, but that, if I'm, you know, kind of. Uh, well, let's say if I'm leaving everybody's name out of it, I'll say whatever the fuck I want. Well, let's say you yeah. pick up Bill Cosby. Could you actually say, "Hey, I picked up. Uh, I picked up Bill Cosby." Could you actually do that, or is that would that be a violation of professional something or something standards? Yeah, you know what? There, I I, I have a uh, kind of an ethical line in my mind, but it's not exactly like against the law sort of thing. Um, you know, I can say like like oh, we had handled the arrangements for this particular person, or or something like that, and and kind of leave it there. Again, if I'm talking about somebody specific, I wouldn't give detailed info on what a family was arranging or. Or things like that. But if I just said, oh, I picked up, you know, uh, person X without a name and this crazy family did this crazy thing, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, that, that makes sense. Because I always kind of wondered if you could talk about, you know, like you pick up, say, Bill Cosby and say, wow, he looked like a bloated horse. Could you know how far could you actually go into talking about? <laughs> I think it would be better that he just didn't answer any further questions from you. No. So I, oh, I got a question. Like, Ryan, <laughs> could you ever say though, when you're talking with a family who's looking into your services, I did this for such and such. I can do this for you as well. Yeah, I I could um, because you know my two favorite words principle deniability. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, <laughs> you know I wouldn't. <laughs> Matter of fact, I would love to give my my bucket list uh, answer of no comment. I always wanted to say that to somebody and mean it. Um, <laughs> I mean it every time but, I say it. I know. <laughs> uh, well, okay. I've always wanted to say that to somebody and have a reason to. Uh, well, my, oh, I don't need reasons. My, my, I was going to say, talk about in the course of jobs, my favorite thing I've ever said is, I'm sorry, ma'am, that's against federal law. Right, yeah. I get to fall back on state law, but that's about it. Well, this was, by the way, this was working at Walmart. So that was one of those things that the fact that I got to say this against federal law at Walmart was hilarious. So, did they even care? Federal law at Walmart. She wanted me 
to teach her how to hack into her neighbor's Wi-Fi because they refused to they refused <laughs> to, share it, right? to share the password. Yeah, I was nice and, to them. And she's like, "So how do you do this?" I, that's what I said. I'm sorry, ma'am. Me telling and or explaining that is against is a federal violation, and uh, I therefore I cannot do that. And there was more, you know, blah blah blah, employer, blah blah blah, you know. Walmart should have given you a. Yeah, my answer to that would be like, "Lady, are you trying to get me fired?" Yeah. Gold star because she <laughs> refused to answer something like that. Well, yeah. besides yeah. the fact, yeah, John, you cost Walmart a Yelp review right there. <laughs> but but okay. besides the besides you the know, fact, I, I've explained to a, a, a number of people, uh, you know, on on my side of uh, of, uh, of you know my type of business, but the same thing that I would have explained to that lady, like like, man, listen, think about it like this: if somebody came in, if your neighbor came in here and asked me how to sack into your Wi-Fi. I would be protecting you right now, you know? So you got to look at it from both sides of the fence. Like I'm not going to give you information, you know, that's going to cause them things because if somebody came and asked me to do this to you, I wouldn't do it to you. Well, let, let, let me put it this way with this particular customer, her neighbor probably could have get, given hit her a hit of his crack pipe and she would have been okay with it. Um, but Relatively speaking, it wasn't protecting Walmart. It's just because I thought it was hilarious that I got to say that. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, because let's be honest, that's probably one of the most stupid requests I've gotten besides the fact, where's the restroom when you can see the sign right over my head? Yeah. <laughs> when I was working there. Yeah, so. and, and you know what? There's a there's a more clever way to kind of ask those things. Like, hey, listen, if uh, if one... You know, if one were to do this, what would what would one theoretically, you know, do? Just hypothetically, you know, just hypothetically, <laughs> and let you be, you know, let you answer like, oh, well, you know, in that hypothetical circumstance, one could potentially do this hypothetically. You know, <laughs> I a I don't know how to break into Wi-Fi. B you Walmart, she and or Walmart couldn't pay me enough to actually violate a federal law over Wi-Fi. Hacking. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, no, like 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 Lydia, I'm not only going to lose my job, they they will arrest me and I will be in jail. Do you ever see the movie Hackers? It'll be like that Live without Angelina son. Jolie. Hack the planet. <laughs> I just watched. I watched half of that movie this weekend. Was, I just oh, want to know yeah, why she thought. It, huh? I love that movie. No, I just want to know why she thought that somebody at Walmart, working at Walmart, would know how to hack into other people's Wi-Fi. At at <laughs> at, at the risk of patting myself on the back, it's because I worked in electronics and I was the best employee there, or one of and them. And they obviously knew this, right? Well, I helped out. Um, that was before John's real professional career. Um, <laughs> it was actually in between professions. Um, uh, you know what would have been great is if you referred it to the dark web. <laughs> there you go. That would have been there you go. But you know, it's Maybe you have have access to Wi-Fi first. Yeah. <laughs> actually, just type in "I want to hack right. Wi-Fi" in the dark web, and it'll take you to a couple of the sites. Actually, I probably even though there's no search engine. I probably would have said, you know, if you want to learn more of that end of things, you should watch an amazing podcast called Hack Five. It may take you ten years to find the specific specific episode that may help you, but go ahead. Um, I don't know why she assumed it was. Is because I knew stuff about technology and routers and et cetera, et cetera. But I thought it was hilarious. It's like really. It's like the people who go to Walmart looking for uh, like Gucci purses. There was a number of customers that expect high-end products at Walmart, and one of my coworkers at the time actually said, um, "Ma'am, look around." She looked around. It's like, "Where, where exactly are you shopping?" Oh, you're at, oh, I'm, I'm at Walmart. 
And you expect that here. <laughs> well, the Chinese knockoffs obviously got to be there somewhere. Right? <laughs> right? It's just, and his, his comment, his comment was like, man, you're, you're shopping at the world's largest loss leader. If Walmart has it, it's because it's 10 years out of date. And this is about right around the time my, uh, uh, Walmart sold the iPhone 5, two or three generations after it had already been out. <laughs> and by the way, it was on the verge of not being supported. Huh? Yeah, that's, that sounds about right. So that's, that's, that's Walmart for you. <laughs> Better watch out. You might have the Walmart police coming over you know, here. I- where I've, I've gotten I've gotten so damn spoiled having a job where I actually have some discretion, you know, like there's very specific laws for very specific things. In between that, there's a lot of wiggle room, you know, and, you know, <clears throat> it, it's one of those jobs where you don't pay me for what I do. You pay me for what I know. You know, I just I've seen 10,000 circumstances and I know what to do with every single one of them. Um and, but, you know, there's a, there's a lot of discretion that I have on, on how to handle a particular thing. And my bosses aren't always up my ass about, oh, make sure to do it like this because of policy. There's a couple things like that, but there's a lot of like, hey, you know what? This helps the family out. It's not against the law. No skin off my back. I'm not eating any cost. Let's do some outside the box shit. You've, you've, you've got to write a, write like a tell all bo- a book later on in life, you know, like corpus delecti, the eight, the eight foot guy, the eight foot deep guide to mortuaries, you know, something ridiculous with all the stories. Okay. Uh, and so much for that. We're, we're <laughs> off and running. Ryan, are you there? Cause we're having massive tech issues today. I'm, I'm- there, there we go. All of a sudden, you're back when you ask me if I'm there. Oh, I, I said you need you you need to write a book at some point in time about all your stories. I need to what? Write a book about your stories. Oh, yeah, you know what? For years, um, um, me and you know a dozen different people over the years in seven dozen different conver- separate conversations have always tried to figure out how one would do like a like a. Um, uh, a TV show about this sort of a thing, um, specifically like the, the transportation side, because that's where you always run into some, you're just walking into some rando's house I, that you've I never how, seen before. And, I know, you know, how, like the mafia, you're there to pick up a body. It's freaking bizarre circumstances. I know how you film it. You remember like the HBO's TV series, real sex. You do it kind of like that where there's a camera in the car you make it like a like a, like the mockumentary type of style where it, well so that was that was always the thing we cycled back to was the um, uh, what do you call it uh, there's there's Modern Family what's the other damn show that does the 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 cutaway sort of confessional type of things the Goldbergs the Office the Office thank you thank you out of boy James yeah you film it like the Office <laughs> and and you do you know it would have to be um fiction you know uh because you can't you can't get the releases that are going to be necessary to show like actual people um you know but then how do you recreate those things how do you make it funny and not just weird and creepy because the shit that i find funny i don't know if other people do because it's a lot of it's circumstantial uh and and situational of uh oh i've got to get this you know the, the fat dude down this flight of stairs and he's 380 pounds, and there's two flights of stairs and a weird-shaped landing. 
Trust um, me, if there's people that find The Office funny, there's people who would find that show funny. Well, here's the thing is if I'm if I'm trying to make a comedy thing about how I'm trying to keep this fat <clears throat> dude down a spiral staircase, in my mind, it's hilarious that I'm trying to bring a fat dude down a spiral staircase. <laughs> are people going to think that's funny or are they going to hang up on Dude, that's that's weird and creepy and sad. Do you know what it's going to be like? Did you ever watch that that comedy TV series Superstore? It was making fun of no. Walmart. Uh-huh. I couldn't I couldn't watch it because it was too similar to working at Walmart and the ridiculousness of it. <laughs> there's 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 a scene where a handicapped guy and another guy are walking around the aisle and a guy hands him a box. He's like, "What's this for?" So you look busy. I mean, I literally couldn't watch it because it was almost giving me PTSD. So you you, yeah. you aim for somewhere in the middle between that. So the old guy had a bunch of lists and stuff. I want to. No. Ah uh, yes, that's what we're doing. So, okay, well, the old guy said, never mind, we, we don't need to know about Mitsubishi's odd, kinky uh, products or Toyota's. You guys, ever, uh, you guys ever see the, uh, the Ryan Reynolds movie, Waiting, about the restaurant? Yes. Um, that, see, that, that's the thing is, you know, that kind of a movie, you're seeing some inside baseball when it comes to people who work in food service. And it was funny enough, and it was a little outlandish enough where, yeah, it might have given people pause in the future when they go to a restaurant. Hey, maybe I, I shouldn't be a, an asshole to this person because they might, you know, flake their dandruff into my, you know, mashed potatoes. I, I wouldn't want to give anybody the impression of like, oh, because I do this show about, uh, about picking up dead people that I don't give a shit about your dead people other than it makes me laugh. I would assume most people realize that people in, in, in said profession are not normal you know, and have a dark sense of humor. Like, have you ever heard cops tell, like, jokes? Oh, they're, they're brutal. It's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's, it's the people, it's the said people with, with, with the dark sense of humor. Cause I've, I've heard some yeah. stuff from people who are law enforcement that I can't say on air. <laughs> and see, that's the thing, man, is that you, they, and you have to almost get them to a point where they feel comfortable telling you those stories because they think like this person's going to think I'm a psychopath if I tell them half the shit that I want to tell them. See, this is why you do so it on, you have to kind of weed out those people of like, Hey, how's this guy going to react when I start telling him this story? <laughs> Any, any comments? Anybody? Uh, I was just going to say, they'll just weed themselves out. Yeah. yeah, you start telling a great story like that, and they start walking away. It's great. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, does, does the guy you're telling to that walked away, like, you know, when you're laughing about some, some shooting that happened and you laugh at the, you know, hey, something about that particular shooting struck you as funny, because maybe it was. But the person you were telling that story to that walked away, does that guy call your, your, your shift leader at the end of the day? Is he calling the captain like, hey, man, this guy's a fucking nut bar? From my limited experience, they tell only really close friends. That's, that's my point. You know, you, you have to pick and choose the people you're going to tell that kind of shit to because you don't know what their reaction is going to be. Well, the couple of you people know, like- We've always come back to, hey, if we put this on freaking YouTube as some fictional show and somebody spots me at work, they're going to be like, oh, you're the nut job that fucking does that show. Are you going to be doing that goofy shit to my, you know, it's like, dude, hold on, it's fiction. <laughs> but it makes me nervous. I don't want people to get the wrong idea about what I think is funny and what I actually do at work. Well, this is why you, this is why you do a disclaimer. Disclaimers are, you know, 
Just like just like when James says something that we're you know we're not comfortable with, you know, we say James's opinion is you know you just you just do the disclaimer and you know dust your hands off. That's all you need is the disclaimer. Yeah, I don't like disclaimers. <laughs> yeah, if anything, I want to I want to blame you for everything that I say. Like these these views, in fact, do reflect uh, the the views and opinions of old tech uh, old guy tech TV and real uh, reviews and Madrio podcast. Or 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 you do the the. This TV show fictionalizes, you know, you, 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 all you need is some sort of thing to create doubt in the mind that, you know, people who deal with the uh, corpses aren't odd. However, my, my, my favorite scene, however, of all time when dealing with like any sort of dead body is actually gone in 60 seconds. The one with, um, Angelina Jolie and Nicolas Cage, it's the, the guy who can't talk, right? Nick Cage calls, I think his name was Sphinx. Or Spinks. Guy calls him on the phone, and the this is in the mortuary, and the, these two guys are like, "How do we tell a guy who can't talk that he's got a phone call?" The guy's eating a sandwich. Guy walks up. The 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 Spinks character is eating a sandwich. They tell him he's eating. A, he sails on the phone. He puts the corpse. He puts like the sandwich, if I remember correctly, on the body or near it, and walks to the phone. I mean, that every time I see that scene, it always cracks me up because yeah, I could see some sort of coroner like eating ribs next to an open body, just because you know you get really immune to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To, to a certain extent, you do tend to play it fast and loose after a while, but generally not with food. I've only ever known a couple of people that are like eating a sandwich in an embalming room, and I'm like, dude, you're a nut. Like, what the hell is fucking wrong with you? That's hilarious. Like, bro, there's a perfectly good, you know, uh, uh, staff, you know, area that you can go into a break room and eat your freaking sandwich. Actually, I will tell you this one thing. Um, here, here, see, this is one of those stories. You never know how people are going to react, but it is legit funny. Um, I go to, this is long, long time ago. I go into this uh, care center. Care center generally refers to the place where the embalming room is or the cooler or intake area for mortuary, that kind of thing, prep room. And I was friends with the embalmer. Um, So every time I went and dropped a a body off for one particular mortuary or another, um, I would walk in and say hi. You know, or he'd be out there in the area and we'd just be kind of, you know, we'd, we'd bullshit for 20 minutes. Um, so I was like, oh, hey, where is so-and-so? I could say his name as long as you're going to track this guy down. But I was like, oh, hey, where's so-and-so? And they're like, oh, he's in the embalming room. And, um, you know, generally they've been doing an embalming. So I, I kind of just peek my head in the door, see if he's busy. If he is, I'd better leave him alone. Um, but uh, I opened the door. And I'd been doing this maybe, oh shit, I don't know, a couple of years, maybe if that, you know. And I opened the door just kind of peeking in like, hey there, Buck, are you there? And what I, what I see, what, what he says, okay, where do I start? What I see when I open this door, I'm looking from the feet of this person on this table are closest to me. There's the body between us and he's on the opposite side of the table with his hands on this person's head, the head is bright red. And he was looking down when I opened the door and I peeked my head and I'm like, Hey buddy. And he looks up the most wide eyed panic look on his face. And all he says to me is come in and shut the fucking door right now. And I'm like, Oh shit, man. So I open the door and I come in and I kind of close it behind me. Like I just squeeze myself through the small door and I shut the door and I'm like, what the fuck, man? And I'm looking at this person's head covered 
in red. Like, bro, what's up? He's like, look, man, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what happened. I've been, I, I was just having a stressed out day, and I, I and I kind of smashed this lady's head, and and he's holding the back of this woman's head, and I mean, just like it's soaking wet red. And I'm Oops. like, oh my god, bro, are you shitting me? Like, bro, don't worry, it's it's okay. And I wasn't about to give him, hey, don't worry, we can get rid of the body. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> although the thought did cross my mind, I'm like, dude, what do we do? How do we make sure nobody knows about this? I'm like, hey, man, look, don't worry, shit happens, it's okay, we can fix this. You're an embalmer, you know. And I and I'm starting to kind of give him the, hey, man, it's going to be all right, you know, kind of a speech. But my eyes are like full blown fucking panic mode. Like this dude just crushed this goddamn woman's head. And he's sitting there looking at me like we're in this together now, you know, and I'm kind of giving uh, him the like, nope, you're in this on your own, motherfucker. And also, hey, don't worry, buddy. It's going to be OK. And he lets me sit there in this for about 10 seconds, bastard. And then he looks at me he's like, now nah, I'm just fucking with him. I'm just dyeing her hair. I was going to say, like, you son of a bitch. Like, bro, I thought you straight bashed some woman's head here and you're sitting here in full blown panic. And then we've got to figure this out. And he's dying your hair. I was going to say, this This sounds like the ending, and that's what you call the aristocrats? I mean, <laughs> yeah, real, right? Yeah, might as well. Yeah. But, like, oh, man. like that's just, I mean, okay, add this, and this is where people start to look at me weird, is, is like, wait a second. Before you knew that that was hair dye, <clears throat> you were perfectly fine standing in the room with this, with, with what you thought was a, a, a broken skull woman and and this guy's hands covered in blood and you're just giving them the friendly co-worker hey man it's gonna be okay i'm like yeah that was it that was exactly my reaction so how like about, i wasn't about to go to jail for this dude and fucking hey let's go hide a body so how about the world's worst transition john ritter would have been 73 today <laughs> it's, it is <laughs> terrible <laughs> What Damn, if, he would have been that old. Yeah, yeah. In Shit, twenty twelve, in twenty in twenty twelve, he would have been sixty four. So he when did he when did he die? How what year? I don't remember honestly. This well, this is information you have offhand, John. Hey, this was uh, <laughs> this was on a Facebook post. So this is this is a horrible uh, reporting right here. I'm just saying. So he died in 03 at age fifty four. <laughs> Shit, that was a long time ago. Because I remembered he wasn't that old, but fuck, man, that was the year I graduated high school. You know, the thing about John Ritter, I think, is Three's Company will be evergreen because it's never not hilarious. You, you know why? Because that dude was never wait, not charming as fuck. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold, the, the old guy is literally just going exit stage left. He just, yeah. and he's going, and the door is shut. Wow. Okay. That just reminded me of uh, uh, Spaceballs. <laughs> and here comes uh, uh, the princess, oh, shit, what was her name, uh, Vespa. And she's going to the altar and right past the altar and out into the parking lot. That, that's pretty much the old guy just said, dun, da, 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 Damn, was he getting right. tired of my, my horrifyingly uh, bad taste jokes? I, I, I don't think he was in a great mood. Oh, by the way, his real name was Jonathan Southworth Ritter. Southworth was his middle name? S- Southworth. S-O-U-T-H-W-O-R-T-H. I didn't, I never actually knew that. And he was, I didn't know, he was the son of singing cowboy Tex Ritter. Oh, shit, really was he? 
Yeah, it's, uh, this is, by the way, this is according to Wikipedia, was an American actor, the son of singing cowboy star Tex Ritter, and the father of actors Jason and Tyler Ritter. Uh, Ritter is known as playing Jack Tripper, Tip, uh, Tripper on ABC sitcom Three's Company from 90, uh, 77 to 84. Yeah, that man, John Ritter was so bloody charming, man. Like, like that's that's one of those dudes. Like, oh, I'll watch this guy in it. Did you ever see Stay Tuned? Stay Tuned. That was no. the that was. I don't the, think I did, but I, I can I can see I the damn box it. in my. That was the horror movie where he got sucked into the television. Oh, I did see that. Never mind. That, yeah, it's not one of his greatest, but he's hilarious through that whole movie. And it's figured if he can be hilarious through a shitty movie, <laughs> the dude was good. Well, I remember when I first saw Bad Santa with um, what's his name, uh, Billy Bob Thornton, Angelina's ex, and uh, I mean the, his his role in that. For one, it was like, wait, I can't believe that John Ritter would do this type of movie. Not even that he would be this type of character because his character was actually kind of kind of clean cut and and sort of nervous around all of the the you know filth going on around him. But the fact that John Ritter seemed so wholesome to me as a person that he would do that type of movie, and when I saw him juxtaposed with that sort of irreverent nature of like you know Billy Bob Thornton and then the rest of the cast of that movie. I, I mean, it was one of my favorite things. I'm like, oh man, this guy needs to do one of these a year. And I think that was the year that he died, or it was it was shortly after. But uh, yeah, no, he was going to have himself a fine little career of of getting into those kind of uh, you know Todd Phillips, Judd Apatow types of movies. I I loved I don't know, like the last TV show he was on before he passed away. He was actually filming it. I think right when he passed away, it's like one of my favorites. I've always I always dug the dude. Um, was he Three Company? Was that John Ritter? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was one yeah. of the uh, the kind of the voices of my childhood. Same thing when Norm Macdonald died. That shit bummed me out more than it usually does. You know, usually I hear about some celebrity passing, and I'm like, like, all right, well, hey, that guy was cool, but I, I don't, I don't know these people. You know what I mean? But, but, um, Whoa. damn, I had grown up with Norm Macdonald. I didn't realize. Uh, sorry, John Ritter's mom was Dorothy Fay. Who's Dorothy Fay? Was she Doris uh, Alice Faye Southworth? Um, I know her from. She's a. She was in a lot of uh, several B grade westerns. I actually know who she is, so I just kind of like, holy shit. I mean, to be fair, John, there's only like four like A-list westerns ever made, and that yeah, that's true. And they they they're they're all they're all starring John Wayne. No, not even those. Those were those were all the, the the low rent shit from back in the day when it's like, hey, we have these these wooden sets and these horses. What are we gonna do with them? Well, we can film another western. Well, could, <laughs> the El Dorado and Rio Bravo are my two favorites, and they're pretty much the same exact plot, so rinse, cycle, repeat. You know, I mean, look, I love a good spaghetti western. As far as the, the newfangled ones, what do we got that was any good? Silverado, that was great from the 90s. Um, but the open range, Unforg- no, Unforgiven's kind of cheesy when you look at it again. No, 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 never mind, I'm thinking Quick in the Dead. Yeah, Unforgiven yeah. was, was really good. I liked that one. Um, yeah, Unforgiven was good. Open uh, range. Open range. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Costner with that eight gauge shotgun. That was a 
badass movie. Do you know what's funny? I love that movie, but it's not because of John Ritter. It's, um, oh man, what's his name? The scruffy. Wait, not because of Kevin Costner? No, it's not. It's it's the scruffy dude who who was in the this delivery stable. He was also played one of the guys. Um, he was also one of the guys in Sister Act. He happened to be one of my favorite actors because he's always. Oh damn! What the know, hell was his name? Um, ah, for, for, forgive me because I can never remember the dude's name. But he was always. Anytime I saw him, he's one of those guys that you didn't know his name, but every time you saw him, like, oh, this is gonna be good because he just oh yeah was was just really good. Um. I know he. I do know he passed away quite a while ago. I gotta throw True Grit into the mix, the the remake with uh, Jeff Bridges. <sighs> Not a fan personally, but that's just me. Really? Yeah. Wow, that might make you a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you, there's got to be more than that. I mean, look, I, if 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 God had to pick one thing to send you to hell for, it might be this. Ah, that's hilarious. Oh. oh man, dude! I mean, you, first of all, you got the amazing concept of the old school John Wayne, Oscar winner for that movie. By the way, I like the original. I don't like the newer one. Uh, John, uh, Michael, that's G- the thing. You have the same damn script, or not the same script. You have the same plot, and you add the Cohen brothers. That's that's. I mean, that's as good as it gets, sir. In all honesty, I couldn't tell you why I don't like the original because it's literally almost a scene by scene remake. Uh, Michael Jeter was the gentleman I was talking to. Um, who every movie I saw him in, I, I enjoyed. Um, and he was never a lead actor. He was always kind of a, a, a background character. Um, honestly, I maybe I don't like it because it's, it's pretty much the same exact movie. I don't really know, honestly. It's just, I like the original better. And I'm not a giant fan oh, of the man. original. I, I, com- comparing the two, um, I like the original because it was a really off-brand kind of a thing for John Wayne. You know, he wasn't really, he was known for the, for the, the good old rootin' tootin' cowboys sort of, sort of vibe. This was, he was playing a crotchety old drunk and it was, it was like actually a three dimensional character, which I wasn't used to seeing. I mean, granted, I haven't seen all of John Wayne's movies and, and, you know, probably less than more, but, um, I was used to him as this, like, um, you know, um, he was the, 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 the he was pilgrim a, guy with that accent, and he was just the cool guy. And he was an archetype. He was this. He was the. He, he was, was the. He was the same basic, you know, one-dimensional character. But right, like my. He was f- the same guy even when he was playing Genghis Khan. God, yeah, what a movie, pretty much. What a what a movie to end your life on. Um, <laughs> I know, but man, him and in, in True Grit really was something <gasps> else. But then I saw Jeff Bridges do it, and he was like putting on a masterclass. I'd, honestly, I couldn't tell you why I'm, I'm just not a fan. I, I, I really don't know, because reality is it's a good movie. If, if the first one was a good movie, the, the, re, the remake is so close that it has to be a good movie. I just don't like it, it as much. It had all of that Coen Brothers flavor to it, which I, I, can't, you know, I can't get enough of. Man. I, I enjoyed both. I've seen both. Um, but yeah, I got to give it to the Jeff Bridges one. And it was when you watch them if you take the time and watch both of them, they're the exact same story. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, is also not only did Jeff Bridges do such a fantastic job, but that freaking girl, that freaking girl, if for no other reason than that chick, Haley Mills, who went on to be a a, a great actress and still is. I mean, just threw it down so hard, man. Like, 
you know, a lot of the times when, when child actors act precocious, they act above their age, it comes across yeah. as an actor, a kid actor, pretending like he knows what he's talking about. This girl, you bought every bit of her nature because it was so much part of her character. I mean, it yeah. was one of the most well-scripted well characters I've ever seen. I don't. I, yeah. For me, like my my favorite westerns are probably. I, I actually think it's hard to find a good modern western. I actually agree with you that I would also add quickly down under if you don't mind a little bit of a cheesy western. Um, no. Yeah. 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 No. I I dig it. I accept that. Um. Because it's 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 Tom Selleck and the gun. Believe it or not, is more famous than the actual movie itself. If you're around anybody who firearms, I've been to another. I've been to another gun of number of gun events where they're actually they raffle replicas of that rifle. Um, oh, like really? Working replicas of that rifle. <coughs> um. But yeah, I I and the weirdest part is I don't know why in the world where in the in the modern time where they want movies to be real, there's not. Like if there are any westerns made, they're shit now, and it's weird yeah. because you you went from like the fifties and sixties where the stereotypical you know black hat white hat to the seventies and eighties when you had the spaghetti westerns got close, and then like to and me you had they, a little bit of the antihero stuff. Yeah, like to me they kind of peaked. Uh, an Unforgiven was kind of about I think the, the the peak of any modern western, and I think after that, if they made any, you know, they were copycats. I mean, to, to a certain degree, they did get a bit more on the gritty side when you got into, um, you know, the, uh, well, what, what the hell did I say before True Grit? Uh, you know, uh, 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 open, range open Range. Or they, they tried to do that remake of 310 to Yuma. It didn't really pan out. Um, it oh. wasn't as good as the original, but it still had that gritty nature to it. Was, was that uh, the one with the gladiator? I forgot his name at the moment. Uh, Russell Crowe? Yeah, the one where they... Yeah, it was Russell Crowe and shit, who was that? Christian... Just, wasn't Christian Bale. Maybe Ethan Okay, Hawk? yeah, that, that's the one they had the, the, the six shooters that had the, the praying hands on it. That, you're right, the original was much better. I, you know what? I, I, they, need, they need to do a movie that actually has grit. Oh, other cowboy movie that I actually thought is really good, haven't seen it in years, though, is um, at the time I loved it was Dances with Wolves. Mm. I wouldn't call it a stereotypical American Western, but it's still it's it's still on that that scale of Westerns to me. See, that's why that's why I love Silverado. It, it harkened back to that sort of spaghetti style where it was all about the good guys versus the bad guys. Um, it had a freaking way better of a cast than you think it would. Freaking Brian Dennehy is the bad guy. That movie had a better cast than it should have had. It absolutely did. Danny Glover. Jeff Goldblum, Kevin Costner. Um, I got I'm missing half a dozen here. I swear to God, there were so many people in that movie. Oh, yeah, that cast uh, was huge. Ridiculous. Again, Brian Dennehy is the bad guy for nothing else. But yeah, that was a that was a hell of a good cast. Um, kind of an epic sort of a sort of a story, too. But it was one of the few where, you know, look again, back in the day you had all these these sets. Somebody build the set of a western town. They they used the same damn town and the same damn horses so many times because they had them. You know what? There's you know there's a movie. Sorry to interrupt. That I never thought of until now. I'm just looking up modern westerns. The Revenant. It's not uh, my. Yeah. It, it's not what I would call the stereotypical American western. Movie. 
But that was a great movie. Yeah, that's that's more frontier. That's more Davy Crockett than Western. Yeah, no, I completely agree. <laughs> but it, but and eh, there's also the newer Magnificent Seven. But it, I I thought that was you know it's it, you know it's same same kind of thing where it had a little bit of a gritty sort of a nature to it, but it just wasn't as good as the old one. Shit, remember the Wild Bunch? Try to make that movie again. <laughs> I think try to make any old school Western. I don't think, I don't think you could make it in, in current times. Cause I think with modern Westerns, there's too much of a message you could tell in it. I think the Revenant is yeah. the closest you can get to a modern rest Western Ooh, because you it's, know what I'm going to, you know what I'm going to throw in there though? Django, Django Unchained. Yeah. Uh, I that, got uh, a Western and it's, it's one of the, it's one of the greatest of all time. And there's hateful eight, which I still have to watch. Oh my God, hateful eight! I forgot. Jesus Christ! Quentin Tarantino has two of the best westerns ever. Well, how did that happen? Well, I would say three if you you throw in uh, Kill Bill. No, nah, that's uh, that's 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 samurai. That's, that's, that's not a western. Like, yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a kung fu flick. I yeah. honestly, I could say I could argue for both because it has it has aspects of both in my opinion that I think, especially if you throw in like the second one. Nah, man, that was that was all, that was all of uh, uh, you know American version of of, uh, of a samurai flick. I mean, it even had that came from kung fu, you know, vibe to it with the flute and the the American kind of supposed to be Asian kind of thing. Well, unfortunately, we are over the the old guy decided to to get up and go. I you know had to do something, I suppose. Um, so any final the only stopping me from ranting. So I apologize to everybody. No, I, this is, this is why I was hoping you would be on, be on the show earlier, but I understand, you know, deliveries have to be made to be there. Separate. <laughs> so any final supposed to be there? Cause I can, I can hear him roll his eyes when I start to get off on a tangent and I'm like, oh, I should probably shut the fuck up now. Well, that's cause well, that, that comes <laughs> to the point where I'm interrupting you and trying to do, to direct your, your energy somewhere, but so any yeah. final like words right now, so you can wrap up the show. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. So any final words, here's mine. Do you want to keep up to date on the maddest of the mad at the mad trio podcast? Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or go to the And don't forget our sponsor audacity. If you enter in mad trio, all caps, one word, you get 10% off your total on your order. And so any final words to say before we cut this, uh, we stopped this episode. <laughs> the maddest of the mad. Yeah, we're really we're really pushing the fucking envelope here. And for, for, <laughs> from from the six people I I know who listen to this show, we've come close. <laughs> well, let me let me know when I cross the line. <laughs> Actually, oh, you do it all the time. One yeah one yeah, one yeah. person texts me and says. One person texts me and says, why didn't you tell me Ryan was on the show? I would have skipped it. It's like, fuck, that's cold. <laughs> that's why I try to get you on every week. Because they don't want, so we, so they don't want them to listen. The, uh, the, the riffraff audience. <laughs> yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, for the California Pariah, the fat man, the old guy, and Ryan Preston, who was a slate special guest, as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>